Brother Time does not offer medical, financial, or any other kind of professional advice or opinion. This is just us talking about things we want to talk about. So take it with a grain of salt. Let them eat cake. I'm Isaac, 5 of 10. What's that and, from? Let them eat cake. Um, probably like a bakery or something. So <laughs> it's funny because it's attributed to uh, Marie Antoinette. Have you heard of her? I've heard During, the name. Th- yeah, so it was attributed to her, but it probably is not something she said, but that someone brought to her attention that the peasants don't have bread to eat. And so they said that her response was, well, let them eat cake, as in she's like completely oblivious to oh. the plight of the poor and not being like, <laughs> if they have no bread to eat, they probably have no cake. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it just like an insensitivity towards the plight of being poor at the time. Mm, Okay. But but, yeah, Um, my favorite protein has got to be steak right now for my. uh, So I'd rather eat steak than cake. Steak over cake? Yeah. What if you took steak and cake and you put them together? That I would think be really gross. Not, well, that yeah, would be no. disgusting. Like I mean, cake? cake cake is like bread with a very fine crumb, and it's got some more moisture moisture in there. Moisture? It, moisture yeah. starter sauce? And completely different ingredients. So it's just like <laughs> bread. Just... Uh, but a bunch of the extra stuff. And some stuff taken away. So some okay. stuff added in, and you change the way you make it completely as well. Okay, so it's it's different <laughs> ingredients. It's made differently. I think it's also eaten differently for most people. Yeah, you put instead A of butter, of <laughs> instead of butter, you put frosting on it, uh, or you could use buttercream I, frosting. That is, you know, I just wondered how weird people would look at me if I buttered my cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there slicing a piece of cake up, and I'm like, "Where's the butter?" <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh, you jam? stick it in you a toaster. Jam? Yeah, is there jam or anything to go on this cake? <laughs> you want me the- to eat plain cake? What is this? Is there salt? Nothing. Okay, that would be weird. You don't even put salt on bread. Like, why would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, I'm Josh, eight of ten, and my. Uh, did you say your number? I don't know. I, I said 5 of 10. Oh, I might have cut you off. Um, my favorite protein is chicken. It is also, okay. I think it's the cheapest protein if you're if you're talking well, just I, meat. Well, yeah, I mean, rabbit would compete with it. If, really? Yeah. I don't think I've they, ever seen it for sale. If they actually, if Americans were into that, it would actually be a really good competitor. Really? Okay. Yeah, some of the metrics work out in rabbit's favor, like low cost of care and anyways, but how do you how do you like your chicken made? Um, I like to just grill it in a pan. And it's hard to make that good, but I feel like I've got a, a good process to make it good cuz you know, you could just cook chicken until you know it's fully cooked. But it's going to be really boring and probably not taste that great. Um, So I kind of, I I pride myself on being able to make 
and it's hard though it's hard to consistently it's make not, yeah good, no kidding good chicken um do so, you do it from frozen <clears throat> or always like frozen yeah i mean i obviously i harder. completely thaw it but oh okay. yeah well that's not as hard <laughs> you put a brick of chicken <laughs> in the pan <laughs> oh yeah I'm, i do it on hard mode <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah that would be really hard because yeah it's not gonna cook evenly at all it's gonna um, well over this break you can tell me how to how you well actually do you want to do you want to tell how you cook it your secret before the break um well i think it would build suspense if i did it after the break okay yeah I'm going to think of how I do it wrong during the break. How do you do it? How do I do what? The, the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a long break. I, I don't remember what we were talking about. So uh, step one, make sure it's completely thawed if you if you froze it. <laughs> Dang um, it, I've already been. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's kind of key. Um, so like completely thawed. And if you can, you want it. You don't want it cold. You want it closer to room temperature which can be dangerous because you don't want it to stay at room temperature long at all because it can it can get really um it can make you sick if you leave it at room temperature too long yeah the the um, bugs multiply on it yeah uh but you want to be sure to pound it flat and this is okay. something i hadn't done for a long time but then when i started doing it um it, it actually makes a big difference first of all you pound it flat to where it's an even an even thickness throughout so it'll cook evenly it'll also cook a little quicker because if you're pounding it flat you're making it thinner um yeah it can cook in doing through. that it'll cook through faster and um more consistently so you don't have parts that are raw while other parts are fully cooked because the thing about chicken is it is it's at a perfect amount of cooked for like two seconds and then it goes past that and it's dry. Yeah. Yeah. And before no, it's, it's, that, it's completely true. raw and disgusting and has like that weird, like um, rubbery noise yeah, when you bite into it. Yeah. I know um, what you're talking about. Yeah. So there's that making sure you pound it flat, season both sides. Uh, another thing you want to actually do maybe before you season it is grab some paper towels and just pat that thing dry a few times because okay. chicken is a very wet meat it's going to have a lot of moisture on it and you yeah. don't want to steam it when you cook it and you'll steam it if it's sopping wet with all of its like all of Original the juices. juices yeah exactly so you kind of want it to be a little dry on the outside when you put it in the pan i think um, i've heard i could be wrong maybe maybe this is a good time to correct me but i've heard that they actually inject additional moisture to add weight or something along those lines I've heard that too. It de I think it depends on where you get your meat. Like if you're if you're buying it <clears throat> like at the dollar store, that is <laughs> that meat is definitely and I'm not even joking. They have meat at the dollar store and it is ridiculously overpriced and if you look at the ingredients, it is mostly water. Like they do inject that with with water and they'll sell you like an ounce of meat and they'll price it at 2 ounces cuz it includes water and then they also sell it at a ridiculous, a ridiculous upcharge. Um, <clears throat> anyway, but you want to put it in the pan with some oil and some butter. So the, the oil is going to protect the butter so it doesn't burn. Um, okay. Make sure your pan is hot before you put the oil in. 
and you'll notice the oil will kind of like shimmer a little and then you throw that butter in there and then let the butter melt for just a few seconds and then you put the chicken in nice. and you want to wiggle that chicken around so that you know it's not sticking to the pan and then you leave it for five minutes flip five minutes and then you take it off put it on a plate cover it with like a, a lid like one of your cooking lids for five minutes and then it should be good so that's it i feel like i could i could talk a lot longer but i don't want to like just spend the whole podcast talking about cooking chicken um i i've tried to get good at it because chicken is an inexpensive protein and it's a lean protein and so it's a pretty healthy thing to eat and so that's why i focus so much um time and energy and learning how to cook it well but yeah are you still there you might be muted if if you're talking right now okay so had a little technical issue but i think we're back now um so you said the last thing you heard me say about the chicken is you should wiggle it wiggle and then it I, in the I, pan and then it cut out so i was i said can i add a suggestion <laughs> and i was just completely silent <laughs> yeah, yeah boy, I didn't mean to hurt you. And then I saw my uh, my signal thing that's typically four uh, four green bars was down to two little red bars, and it it made me wonder like how accurate it just dropped again. Well, how accurate is that? Why does my signal keep dropping? I don't know. Um, you know, I had an issue with one of our sites talking about work now where one person's computer would lose connection for like half a second every 10 seconds. And so the interesting thing, so I took a, uh, a Wi-Fi detector app on my phone and I just walked around the office because I was at that point, I was, I just had no idea what was causing the issue. It was really bizarre and it was interfering with a lot of stuff they were trying to do because a lot of things nowadays requires that you're online all the time. Yeah. And so come to find out our vendor that installed our security cameras used a router to connect all the cameras together. And this is on a separate network, which normally wouldn't interfere, right? But they yeah. had configured their router to use maximum... Uh, maximum signal strength and what it was doing is every 10 seconds it would send of course humans can't hear it but anything connected to wi-fi it was basically an interference blast every 10 seconds it would just blast out a really loud signal as far as wi-fi and it would it would completely cut off her connection because it was so i disconnected that and I, I told the, the GM that he should reach out to them and ask them not to do that and to put something else in place because it, it was interfering with day-to-day -day stuff. And this is not the first time that this camera vendor has done something. Previously, they attached a hub to our network. And in, in IT terms, a hub is like, it's like a mirror in terms of networking which works if you've got like a handful of things connected to it. But if it's connected to a switch, that thing is repeating back every single signal that comes to it. That's all a hub does is it just reflects all the signals out of all of its ports. Anytime a signal comes in, 
it just blasts that same signal out the rest of its ports. And they connected a hub to our network. And it apparently caused some issues. Yeah, it, it was it was bringing stuff down like kind of a similar situation, except on our wired connections where stuff was just cutting out and it would stuff would lose connection because it was just being overloaded by all the all the signals being blasted because, you know, it's like a cascade failure type thing or more of like a it's like an exponential issue because it just gets louder. And it's kind of like if you turn on your speakers and you don't have headphones in and you turn on your microphone and there's no like echo cancelization, how it just gets louder and louder and louder and louder. Yeah, the echo, the feedback loop. Feedback loop. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, I, I pictured someone just like putting a megaphone in front of someone and turning it on <laughs> as like an equivalent. Like, oh, by the way, we installed these megaphones in all your offices. Why would what? How does that help, uh, help security? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had done it so that because their cameras were connecting over a network connection and needed to get to the internet. And um, they installed that Wi-Fi router because I had told them, you can't do this. Like, this is ridiculous. Why would you ever do this? Don't do this. Stop. Slap their hand. Told them no. <laughs> and they said, okay, fine. And they installed a router. And it was also, like, I don't understand how... Anyway, it's it's probably someone that doesn't understand networking very well. It's just, you know. Yeah, it it's not doesn't sound malicious even though the um like the result was somewhat malicious. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, I I derailed. I was talking about chicken. And you were going to give me even... advice on how to wiggle <laughs> yeah, what I should yeah. do when I wiggle the chicken in the no, pan. No, I was going to something I've started doing when I cook things. Um Right before I put the thing I want to cook in. So you have your oil, you have your butter in there. Hold on just a second. Sorry, I had to cough. Before I put the the meat or the protein in there, I will put seasonings on the bottom. Oh, okay. So right <clears throat> so like a cast at, iron thing. Um yeah, I guess it's it's similar to how that operates. But it doesn't have to be a cast iron pan. I just I put it in. It's my thought is it will cook it in a little bit, but that's where the bottom of the meat is where, like, you want the seasonings to be, right? Yeah. Depending on which side which side you're going to eat it from. Yeah. I, I usually try to just, when I put it in the pan, I'll, if I hadn't already put seasoning on it, like, if I do it before I put it in the pan, I'll do it on both sides. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just, like, put a little more than I would normally put on top of it. When I first put it in. Gotcha. Um, I haven't tried and, putting it in the pan, though. I should try that. I wonder wonder how that would affect it. Well, I think putting it on the meat itself beforehand has the same effect. But if it's like eggs and you season the eggs before you put it, before you crack them, it doesn't really help. <laughs> yeah. And you that's just... the protein that I've been cooking a lot of lately. So I, pan I salt the pan right before the egg goes in. That makes a lot of sense for eggs, because like if you were to buy a thing of a dozen eggs and then just open the little carton thing and sprinkle salt and be like, I'm just pre-seasoning all these eggs, you're going to get confused <laughs> looks from your significant other when they go to open it and they just see a bunch of dirt fall out of the 
egg carton. Um, I don't salt with dirt, but I I know what you mean. It'll look like dirt. They'll be like, why are like eggs so dirty? Me a little bit, just like <laughs> they did with uh, Marianne, Mary Antoinette. I always thought it was Marianne Toinette. So also. you thought one of her names was Toinette? That sounds like a name that I feel like someone's had that name before, but I can't think of anyone. Toinette. Uh, Toinette. Marianne. Toinette. Um, but do you, had, are there any misquotes that you like? I've got a few written down. That um, I, go in and give the ones you have. I'm going to try to think of, think of any. So you've heard the term money is the root of all evil. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's actually a misquote from uh, the Bible. Where, but the actual um, phrase is, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. So, okay. instead of, I, I mean, you could just say, well, they shortened it. Um, but in a way, they, they didn't. They did take it out of context. The yeah. love of money is different than money itself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's completely different. Because you can have money... And um, not necessarily be evil. Um, blood is thicker than water. Have you heard that? I that have. Phrase? That that means um, that you you have a stronger bond with people you are related to. Is that what that? Yeah. Means? Um, yeah. That's exactly. That's what the. But it's actually the original saying is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Which means the exact opposite. Like those you make commitments to, the people you choose, those bonds are stronger than the water of the womb, the people you're related to. Yeah. Do you so do you it, think it, it, <laughs> you think they really thought it was water in the womb? Like H2O? The, the like, well, I I don't know why they thought that or put it that way, but I I think that's kind of I funny it, to me. We do say your water breaks when someone's going to have a baby and, and that, that happens. Yeah. So yeah, we I still mean, call it, it water even now. What do you want it to be called? Like birthing discharge or something? <laughs> I like, that I makes, like water better. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Water's better. <laughs> Let's just call it water. I've come now. full circle. I think they're right in saying water and <laughs> water um, of the womb. Um, Yeah. That's interesting, uh, the other, though, because it's the like you said, it's the exact opposite of of the initial the way it's used is the exact opposite of the initial meaning. And I and I think it's a good point to like, because, I mean, people will say blood is thicker than water, but those I I don't often think of those that sort of like mentality is is very strong. It's like a, a weak you choose which bonds you keep and make. Yeah. And those bonds, like our autonomy, dictating those bonds is stronger than the ones that were thrust on us. I, and that, I don't know. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, the last one I got here, Jack of all trades, master of none. Okay. Um, the full quote is, Jack of all trades, master of none, though often times better than master of one. Okay, I have heard that. Yeah. That's... But the first one implies, like you you're very limited in your your ability to do things i i've i've always considered myself like a jack of all trades um or i try to take enough knowledge to understand different trades but i 
um, I also try to master them. And I don't like that it's like it automatically implies that you can't master one because you're too spread out. I, I disagree with it in general. But the, the saying, the, like the full context is saying that it's still often better than a master of one. Yeah. And a lot of times that's the truth. Because there is some baseline knowledge you need to have in an area to be a master in that, in that field. And in a specialization, you need to still have general knowledge about the area, is what I'm trying to say. But um, there is value to having someone who is a generalist and not a specialist in something. Yeah. And that they usually, I would think, management should be more of a generalist so that they at least understand the interconnecting. Um, the connections between the different specializations so they can utilize employees better. Yeah, no, that's, I, I agree in, with that, especially because, uh, with the way I've run into that recently where, um, some people think they're, they can do everything when it's not, it's so much better to match someone up with their skill set, And you can't really do that unless you understand a little bit about skill sets the different ones out there. Yeah. It's also the Dunning-Kruger effect. What, what Have you heard that? that one? That is no. that is the when someone has a small amount of knowledge, they tend to think that they know a lot more than they do. <clears throat> it's like okay. Yeah, it, Jacob it, Jacob and I have talked a lot about this actually. Oh. <laughs> Well, the thing I didn't is, know is that it's, was what it was called. It's not necessarily always true that someone who is, I think it comes into humility a little bit, because if you're humble, you're probably going to be immune to the Dunning Kruger effect in a sense. But people that are just learning something, and it's probably something that has a lot of depth to it, that it would take yeah. years to fully grasp everything. Yeah. Yeah, And they're like a week into it and they've watched a bunch of YouTube videos and they are an expert. Basically every person online, I, every I've, person you, whoever makes a Twitter into, post is yeah, Dunning Kruger. <laughs> I, I found, I called someone out for this recently um, and they were not happy with me, but they, um, I had taught, began to ta teach them something that is somewhat intricate. And within the hour, they thought they were a master of it. When it's like, you know next to nothing about yeah. this. And you're doing okay to a degree with what I've given you. But me holding your hand while you walk is not the same as winning a triathlon. Yeah. It's not, it's not the same. <laughs> I, I called them out, um, and they were embarrassed. But I, I, I need to work on on the way I um, execute calling people out. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to keep talking about this, but can we take a quick break? Yeah, let's take a break. Um, yeah, so that makes, let's see, one, two, three. This is, that was the third break because we had a technical issue break. Oh. And then well. we're going to have a... Uh, Another so we're gonna have four breaks this episode, isn't wow, that crazy? Very, yeah, it's groundbreaking for us. It is. Um but I wanted to say <laughs> I bet IT is one of those fields where you run into that a lot. Yeah. 
uh, Dunning Kruger all the time. <laughs> um, and honestly, it's hard to you have to check yourself too because a lot of concepts in IT can can, can be summarized very quickly. Um, but there's usually like a whole history to why things are the way they are. And the history is the context that that summary is based on. And if you miss like why uh, network switching works the way it works and why the IP protocol is set up the way it is, you might miss some key information on like networking when you go to set up a router or something like that and misunderstand how to use it. But what I wanted to say, and I think I've talked about this person before, um, there, we had this employee that was, that had, um, watched some YouTube videos about API. Yeah. And she wanted to create APIs for, um, our systems. And <clears throat> I probably had like three different meetings with her that were over an hour long where I would try to explain to her that her way of going about this is not it's not acceptable because she's going to break stuff. And the answer is no, because she would ask for like full administrative access to her systems, like to where she could do whatever she wanted. And she would, she would put it to me like she was doing me a favor. She'd be like, and you can take credit for it. I don't care. I just want to make like this or that. And I'd tell her, like, I can tell you have, you have some talent here. I can tell you've you've got drive here, but the answer is no. And here's why. And I try to explain to her that like, while she may understand parts of it, there is a whole, this is a whole field. Development has specializations within it. Yeah. And she is acting like she can just develop these tools and things that are going to work perfectly. And I think... In IT, the Dunning-Kruger effect is very dangerous because you can you can ruin some stuff. You can, and that's kind of contrary to some of the core like principles of IT because IT is such that you can break stuff and just put it back together because it's all virtual, right? You right. can ruin a system and then just reimage it. Yeah, or you can add a backup. Yeah, you've got a backup. You can destroy software and then just reinstall it and everything should be fine. Um, but so it's hard to explain to someone how there's a difference between the system itself that's not being used by, you know, 200 people and a system that's being actively used by 200 people. Because if you break something and you cost the company, you know, two hours to get things back up and running, that's to 400 work. hours. Yeah, exactly. You, it's <laughs> not insignificant. It's a huge cost, and you can't do that in a live system, especially. And, um, yeah, I even offered to, like, set her up, like, her own little development system that she could play with, but she didn't want that. She just, she was like, no, I can do it. I can do it in the, I just need full access to, like, do this. And I was like, oh, man. It was, it was hard because you don't want to tell someone... Yeah, you don't want to tell someone that they're not good enough, but it's, you know, the the fact of the matter is they they don't understand that they don't know things. Like they don't know what they don't know. Yeah, and what's yeah. worse is they don't know they don't know what they don't know. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, 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 that sounds, sounds so much, much like her turn. With the stairs, they become coming, and then they they they, they um, when when they uh, sort of responded to what I told them about like being overly confident, they're like, "Well, that's just how I gain confidence is by pretending to be confident." And I'm like, that's not how the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that doesn't doesn't do any good to be like I'm an expert on something when you're not. Um, I, yeah, is there shame in like learning something or being at the bottom at the bottom of a mountain and not saying I'm at the top of the mountain? It, it, I don't. <laughs> it does I, I don't fully. I don't fully get it. You know, I think there's a part of my brain is missing. There might something. be a weird general generation thing going on, but I've felt this way where I feel like learning at work is unacceptable. At work, you are a professional and you do things perfectly because it's your job. But the fact of the matter is people don't work like that. Like most people, even if they're an accountant, like they might be learning the the software that the company uses to do accounting and they don't know the software. So like they're learning, even if they've been an accountant for 10 years, Yeah, they're still going to learn and make mistakes. I know that's different from building stairs because there's a huge safety issue there. So you kind of can't, <laughs> you can't learn <laughs> how to build Every, stairs. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not working with a lot of experienced people in, in different trades. Like I'm, I'm having to teach and learn a lot myself. So it's not, I, I wish it were that I could lean on other people, but it, it also makes it more dangerous to pretend you know, in the similar way of what you're talking about with your IT systems, it's dangerous to pretend you know something when you don't yeah. in construction. It's, it's far worse than being like, I don't know anything, teach me. That's better than, I know everything, let me jump in and start doing stuff. And how much more would you respect them if they came to you and said, hey, I'm supposed to build these stairs. I've done it before, but I haven't done it enough to really, I, I need some supervision in doing it. Um, I am not, I don't know what I'd do with that um, because I, yeah, I, that's, that's the appropriate way to handle, <laughs> handle something. And that's not what I'm going to now, what if they came to you and said, what is this? And they're holding a hammer in their hand. And they're like, look, I, I might say have exaggerated on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd say, well, that's a framing hammer. Or that's a brick hammer. or That's a finish hammer. You know, whatever specific type of hammer. Oh, see, I thought there was one type of hammer. So, see, yeah, <laughs> Dunning-Kruger as far as hammers go. Because I have three uh, hammers in my house, and they're all the same kind. I would have to let them go over uh, this next break. <laughs> yeah, are they... Now, now that the break's over, did you actually let them go over that break? That was a long um, break. <laughs> you know, I got halfway through the email. <laughs> I... Ran out of time. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I have something really important to talk to you about, and and then don't finish the email and hit send, and then don't <laughs> respond until you know Monday, Monday morning at yeah. like nine o'clock, and just say, oh, never mind. <laughs>
uh, how to stress <laughs> oh, someone oh. out. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, I've got... I'm going to start doing that. It, because IT is in so many, is in every department, essentially, like, I'll get emails from our HR director saying, come meet me in my office. I'm sitting with the CEO, right? And that's, like, even though I know it's not like me being let go or something, it's, it's still, still, <laughs> it's still kind of like, oh, what, what is going on? Because it's so, it doesn't give me any information as to what's happening. All I know is I'm going into a closed meeting with HR and the CEO. Yeah. Like, oh no. Anyway, how to stress people out one-on-one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think yeah. you're hosting. I'm not. I, yeah. So I, I'm supposed to thank the listeners and I, I do want to thank them. So I will just as soon as i um thank thank you listeners <laughs> we got, we, uh did we have a winner i'm the i'm the host but i wanted to to put it on you oh um, um yeah i think I, we do have a winner did you even come up with a misused phrase no i i did not oh, i i was thinking I, guess, I was thinking about how mark twain like so many quotes are attributed to him but are not he didn't have anything to do with them oh yeah so you took misquotes as like the other like the other way of like, yeah not misunderstanding a quote but oh well, i think this week marianne won um because she had the most marianne middle name toinette what's her last name cake cake <laughs> marianne toinette cake okay yeah congratulations marianne <laughs> marianne uh anyways uh we're we're findable online at brothertimepod.com where you could can you they rate and review there or do they do people do that on the on on any podcast like app. yeah yeah like spotify what else is there for podcast apps um google podcast um apple podcast is it apple cast or is it iCast for apple i think if you just type any combination of that into the internet it'll come back and say um please be more specific and so that probably won't work i don't know it'll probably get you there <laughs> yeah it'll get you on your way um anyways we're also on facebook but i think you want people to find us at brothertimepod.com yep brothertimepod.com right. all right